Nick Saban is coming to Texas. Urban Meyer is coming to Texas. Heck, even Bob Stoops will be in town. The eyes of the nation have descended on Austin, so you know what that must mean. It's Bama Week on Football on the 40. Thank you for joining us. In today's episode, we will briefly recap the domination of Louisiana Monroe, hype you up for the biggest home matchup in years, and give our locks to win some money in the betting corner. I'm Jake Robinson. Co-hosts Bowen Kai, Kevin Mathis, and Andrew Harris are also here. Our show is produced by Hamilton Lizer and sponsored by Hospitology this week. More on that in a few minutes. So right off the top, I just uh, wanted to know, how did everyone enjoy football being back? I don't know how much football y'all got to watch on Saturday, but I am so excited that college football season is back. There were some great games on this weekend. What did y'all think? Yeah, had a great time. A lot of great games from uh, Thursday through uh, Monday and just just a lot of a lot of fun action. Kev, did you uh, do something besides watch football? Yes, I was dove hunting. Um, so I was hunting during the Texas game and couldn't watch that live, partially because it was on stupid LHN and partially because I was like 20 miles from the border. But we didn't begin hunting until 5 o'clock, so I watched most of the games during the day, which were great. How was the stadium, guys? Oh, it was it was awesome. I was kind of surprised because with the pretty good chance of rain that we had and that ended up moving out before the game, which was nice, it was pretty crowded. Like, for an opening game with the opponent that we had, I thought it was very loud. And, yeah, I think it was uh, pretty exciting. Tells us a lot of – it just tells us there's a lot of hype there going into next week, I think. I'm there. hoping it's going to be fully packed. I saw some empty seats in the upper deck, but understand because it was raining. There, there, was, one, there was one little issue. Um, Bowen, I think you can explain it better because you had the better uh, respect for the situation. Oh, yeah. So th- for, for our listeners, this is the first year that we have tickets on the alumni side, which is the west side of the stadium. When we were in school, we always had tickets on the east side. And when we were young alumni, quote unquote, we were still upper deck east side. And so the west side, I guess, like as the name implies, the alumni side, I think they're just more, let's say, not as into it fans, not casual fans necessarily, but um, there was, we had a group of like eight of us who were, we were really excited about the game. We were not like, you know, we weren't, we were, we were excited about the game. We weren't like too rowdy or anything like that, but there was a lady and her family behind us and they told us, they asked us to like sit down on the opening drive of the game. What? And I, I was like bewildered. I was like, first of all, what? Well, I didn't say that, but I ended up like telling her. I was like, respectfully, ma'am, you need to understand this is the first drive of the season. We're not going to stay on the whole game more than likely, but we're definitely not going to be able to sit for the opening drive of the game. So what did she say? Well, they kind of kept going like on and on about it, like saying you need to sit down. And and at some point I turned around and I was not as nice as Bowen. But I said, I said, 
you can sit or stand. That's it's your choice. Uh, yeah. You can do whichever you want. And it's our choice. We can sit or stand and we're going to stand. And then I just turned around and never looked at him again. That's yeah, dumb. So the, the, vibe, <laughs> the vibes on the alumni side are definitely interesting. But there was a gentleman like a row ahead of us, like four seats to the left. That was like peer pressuring everyone to stand up like, you know, every other drive. <laughs> So he kind of took that mantle from us. We were just kind of doing our own thing. So we didn't have to bear the brunt of that. Um, but we made some friends with people in our section. Um, it was a ton of fun. We actually met this like couple that was two rows ahead of us that were about our age. And the dude's name was Jake. And his his girlfriend's name was Macy, which is also oh, our Jake's girlfriend's name. So Glitch I was, in the Matrix. It's, it's I was, correct. I was... I was beside myself. I, I was like freaking out because I was like, guys, do you know how statistically improbable it is for us to have this kind of situation? Anyway, I know I'm going on a lot, but yeah, no, it, was, it, was, it was a great game day experience. I mean, yeah. we're still getting used to the whole alumni side, but the view is just you can't beat it. I mean, we're it's a, such an incredible view. I, what I yard so line are you on really quick? We're like right on the 40, actually. Dang, so that's yeah, awesome. So, football on the 40. Yeah, football on the 40. Like right <laughs> on the, 40. That's um, the halftime show, the Texas is going the right way for us now. Like that's, it's. Yeah, that's up, true. You know. The horns are horns up. Yeah. Oh, the horns man. are up. It's positives. Yeah. yeah. Man, I'm sorry to hear about that interaction. Hopefully over the course of the season, you can make them buy in instead of just kind of being entitled. So there I is a little they, bit of that on the alumni they, side. It seemed like yeah. they weren't. Like they just bought single game tickets, or maybe they bought a pack, but it what they 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 didn't they don't have seats there the whole season. That's but, tough. Maybe yeah, they should you know, buy a nice TV and stay home. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been hilarious if they would have said that next week at, at the Bama game. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So we'll so we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll see. I think I think it was a good. You know, I'm glad we went to the first game. Kind of sussed it out. Get get a good. You know, set a good tone for our section and everything like that. But yeah. Um, so Kev, I know you said you were hunting, but did you get to catch the game afterwards? Like, what did you think of the game for what you saw? I did, um, credit to this guy on YouTube. I think his channel is called Nash talks, Texas. He reposts a consolidated version of every play of the game, um, a couple days after. So I watched that, um, a couple times to get a sense for how offense and defense were doing, um, just really quickly, um, I thought Quinn did okay. Um, I, th I think it's good that he got a lot of playing time. I wanted him to play the whole game, but he should have some good game film to reference this week and kind of improve. What did y'all think about how Quinn did? I think overall for his first game being a quarterback at Texas, um, overall I, I think he had a solid game, not a great game, but I was, I was, I was pleased with how he played. Same. He, he responded well to that early pick. So. Yeah. The, the other thing I'll say quickly is not being able to watch it. I spent a lot of time just looking at the box score on Saturday night, and I was a little bit disappointed that the offense only accounted for five touchdowns. Super pumped that we, uh, that we covered. I didn't think we could do that, but having a score on special teams and then an interception that was returned for six maybe boosted that a little bit do y'all think we underperformed on offense or are we happy about no that? We, we scored 52 points kevin it's okay if a couple of them came from defense and special teams you can't yeah. get caught up in the box score also ulm had like twice as much time of possession as texas did 
So I, you have to consider that as well. Yeah, and the 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 scores not on offense probably contributed to that, but I I I think I wanted the offense to score a few more. But like I said, the fact that we covered your feedback is probably super accurate, Jake. I have nothing to complain about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they look pretty good out there. Um, yeah, seeing them in person, like definitely interesting usage of like uh, the tight ends, which was really fun to see. Um, for our longtime listeners of the pod you'll know how much of a Jeff Banks fan I am. So to see the Titans get involved in the passing game, I think is going to be super, super helpful for us down the stretch to give folks an additional layer to, to prep. And um, yeah, I think we saw like one, a two back set with Keelan and Bijan. That was really cool. Um, I don't know how often we did that last season, but yeah, like having Bijan, you know, threaten like up the middle and Keelan just how, with how fast he is, his speed, I think it's going to be, pretty dynamic so we'll, we'll i think you know we'll see how how things go against a you know non-conference usa team <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes <laughs> i love that formation and i i think it's interesting that it's Bijan and keelan versus Bijan and roshan we did it on two drives this game and i'm 100 percent sure we did that so that bama has to allocate a lot of time this week to prepare for it but both of those running backs are extremely talented and my imagination just kind of goes wild thinking about all the cool things and all the offensive production we could generate out of that, out of that set. Loved For seeing sure. that. Yeah. Andy, what did you think about like the defense and like the special teams? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the special teams cause it's, uh, that had a lot, a lot of uh, variety in the game, you know, started off the game with the pump block. That was awesome. Um, like Deshaun, I, he could have tapped dude if he wanted to. Like he was so close to the punter when he punted it. Um, so that was really cool to see. Um, we had some issues too, though, with the um, Isaac Pearson rough game for him, unfortunately. Um, uh, mishap with a punt. Uh, bobbled a snap right before halftime uh, on a on a field goal so yeah just kind of a wide spectrum of things for the special teams it just yeah it, it just wasn't wasn't very clean I hope we can clean up um, because we can definitely lose games if we have uh, not not a great special teams this year yeah that's true um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this and move on to the next thing because we know why everyone's here they want to hear the upcoming game um so we're going to move on to some more uh bama pregame stuff but before we do that we want to move it back over to andrew for a legendary longhorn moment you know this segment probably should not be called legendary longhorn moment <laughs> this week maybe maybe like lousy longhorn moment i don't know um uh to keep up with the alliteration but yeah, I think it's we have to talk about the 2010 national championship game, which is which was for the uh, 2009 season, uh, guys. Do y'all remember where where y'all watched that game? That um, that not so great day. I I think I watched it at home. I remember it very well. I remember being very sad. Yeah, same here. I have a feeling that this is a humble brag that you were at the game, Andrew. <laughs> I was at the game. I wasn't really going to bring it up, but I was there. Yeah, it, 
it was a very interesting experience overall. My brother got into a fight um, with a, another Texas fan, not a Bama fan, actually. Um, I, I, I blame and not my brother on this one. So, um, but yeah, the other Texas fan took my brother down in a chuck hold. Um, so it got like real serious, real wow. quick. Wow. <laughs> Uh, but everyone was fine. Um, no cops were called, which was kind of surprising. But... Was was Will being like super pessimistic or something? So for y'all that don't know, Will, who has been on the pod before, um, has changed a lot throughout the years. It to be very demonstrative at games. Um, he's not like that as much anymore, which is probably for the best for him and the um, crowd overall. But yeah, he was just really pessimistic during the game and um, just, yeah, just didn't handle the Colt injury very well. And um, this guy next to him, just like, he he just was a little, a little crazy. And yeah, one thing led to another and took Will down. But yeah, Will's okay. He, he survived it. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, that game's real famous because Colt McCoy got injured on the fifth play of the game. If he didn't get in- injured, I think that game could have gone in a different direction. Uh, yeah, so you know, also, may- this- also maybe Garrett Gilbert's career could have gone in a different direction. Honestly, could could have hey, been. The guy has a Super Bowl Super Bowl ring, so it's true. He does. True. He does. So. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just one of those things. There, there are a lot of ramifications of that game. Um, most importantly, Alabama's won five national championships since then. Zero, obviously. A- Alabama actually has more national championships during that span than we have been OU. So Ugh. that's uh, that's saying that's something. rough. Yeah, I think it was I think it was Kevin that saw this on like one of the Alabama forums like they just call national championships like in seas like can yes. you imagine just being being yes. that casual about it like <laughs> yo hey jake like how many how many in seas you know are we thinking yeah. like in the next decade that's i could that's i could so casual i couldn't help it i was looking at bama forums to see what they were talking about with the texas matchup in week two and i i read up on this a month ago and completely agree it's just otherworldly to me that they have an acronym for a national championship because it's so common <laughs> that's a cool yeah. stat though well i guess a terrible stat that we've beaten ou less times than they have won natties since we played them that makes me sick yeah kev that makes me sick too you know just a disappointing decade for us uh awesome decade for alabama but you know what's more awesome is this ad so we're going to take a quick little break This Football on the 40 episode is brought to you by Hospitology. Hospitology is a weekly newsletter written by fellow Longhorn Blake Madden. It covers interesting, not boring stories at the intersection of business and healthcare, like why Amazon bought One Medical, and interesting health tech startups paving the way for the future of healthcare. If you want to get smarter on the crazy world of healthcare, subscribe to Hospitology today at workweek.com forward slash brand forward slash hospitology. And we're back. So now we're moving into the game preview for this upcoming Saturday's game where your Texas Longhorns are taking on the Alabama Crimson side. 
The game is at DKR Memorial Stadium, 11 a.m. kickoff. We hate you, Fox. Um, where Big Noon Kickoff and ESPN's College Game Day will both be in Austin. Um, speaking of that, do we have any early contenders for who the guest picker will be? Any any thoughts? I know I know my thoughts on this. I think it'd be awesome if Jordan Spieth, who went to Texas, and Justin Thomas, who went to Alabama, both attended and were guest speakers. I don't think they're playing golf this weekend, so it's possible, but I'm sure other celebrities are more likely. What do y'all think? That would be cool. Would I be think JT has picked before, hasn't he? I can't recall. I feel like he has too, Jake. But Jordan hasn't. I've, I've definitely also, never seen Jordan on, on ESPN. Yeah. It, it could also be Scotty too. If they just want I mean, he has no connection to JT or speed, but, um, or a limited connection, but, um, I think McConaughey is an easy guess. As I feel well. like McConaughey is the odds on favorite. He by, did it last time my, though. Yeah. But they'll probably do him again. I mean, he's, he's, he's MOC, you know, not, yeah. not to dog on the minister of culture, but I would appreciate a fresh face. I agree. On I the game day set thing would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, we'll see. We'll, uh, we'll know later in the week. Um, we do have great announcers for the game. If you are not able to attend in person, Joel Klatt and Gus Johnson will be the announcers, Fox's A-team. Um, and I'm just going to give a quick little weather report since we almost had weather issues last week, but it moved out just in time. It is going to be sunny, rain-free, and a hot afternoon in Austin. I'm thinking about 85 degrees at kickoff, probably around 93 and humid, and humid by the end. Um, nothing unheard of. It'll be warm. Wear your boots and jeans and be prepared to sweat your butt off. That's what I got to say. Uh, Kevin, let's uh, let's move into some uh, some preview here now. Yeah, that, I like the weather commentary. And to dispel the, uh, the theory that practicing in the heat is an advantage for us, I can confirm that that is not true. Um, I actually spend quite a bit of time in Alabama, and it's pretty much just as hot there. But the Bama breakdown was pretty straightforward. Uh, because they beat Utah State, right, in their first game, 55-0. to zero. Uh, It's not difficult to uh, see trends in their on-field performance after a game like that, but they have many notable players, um, and y'all feel free to shout out some other names here, but I think on the offensive side of the ball, we're going to notice quickly uh, the reigning Heisman winner, Bryce Young at quarterback. Um, now that we have Quinn, we're going to be getting used to very talented uh, passing in DKR, but Bryce Young really is at the pinnacle of those skills. His release is the quickest in college football right now, and his arm strength is pretty incredible compared to his, you know, he's not a small guy, but he's not like 6'5 or anything. He's, he's an incredible athlete. Also on the defensive side of the ball, um, a probable Heisman finalist this year, I think number 31, Will Anderson, right? He's a, a linebacker on their end, and unfortunately, he's probably going to be in our backfield a little bit <laughs> chasing Ejon <laughs> and Quinn, but just they have some incredible players that are going to be on display. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, they, they smashed Utah State. They had 350 total yards at halftime. And Bryce led the team in passing with 195 yards and I think five touchdowns. He also led the team in rushing with 100 yards and one touchdown. 
he had one scramble that I think went for over 60 yards. So he's got uh, feet skills similar to Kyler Murray, um, and he's he's going to be scampering around a little bit. So it's interesting, Kev. It's interesting though, because last year he hardly ever ran the ball. I mean, he would throw the ball, try to stay in the pocket as long as possible. But the first game, he really used his legs a lot. So if he decides to do that against Texas, I, I don't think that's good news for us. He did. I think the matchup between he and Demarvion Overshone, who was all over the field for us on Saturday, is going to be very interesting. We do have a lot of speed on defense, so it should look a little bit different than it did against Utah State, but you're right. They had some designed runs for him, and he ran with confidence. So, yeah, in summary, Alabama's good at football. <laughs> that is very true. And one of the players that you forgot to mention is they have a their punt returner. His name is Kool-Aid. Not even kidding. His name is Kool-Aid. So <laughs> one of the coolest names in college football. That's all NIL? I have to say. Better NIL? <laughs> yeah, his, his agent needs to help him capitalize on that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but like Kev said, there's um, there's a, a lot of talent with Alabama, and I'm not going to go in, in too much detail about this because I don't think anyone wants to talk about potential NFL mock drafts um, this far out, uh, especially since this is a Texas football podcast and not an NFL podcast. But I looked up a mock draft recently of just players of of all teams in college football uh, where they might get drafted. And, um, and so it had it for the first two rounds. And I looked at Texas and I looked at Alabama. Alabama had 10 players projected to be uh, selected in the first round or first two rounds, I should say. And Texas only had two. So just by that, you can just see the disparity in talent really clearly. Um, I don't know. What are, what do y'all think about that? That's pretty wild. I think that's more players drafted in the first two rounds than we've had in like a decade on one team. You know, maybe so. I, I don't know off the top of my head um, how many players we've had drafted, but it's not, not, not a ton, unfortunately. But yeah, so with all that being said, we know Alabama's really good. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough matchup for us, uh, nevertheless. But there are some reasons for optimism for Texas. And I kind of want to say it as some of these things that I'm optimistic about um, for the game. So I'll, I'll start us off. Texas has a longer winning streak than Alabama. Let's go. I don't know if y'all knew that. That, that is crucial. We're more accustomed to winning right now than Alabama. <laughs> and and ha- <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Aren't both of them blowouts also for us? No, Kansas State, we only won by five. Right? No, I thought it was worse than that. No. Nah. Yeah, unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. Uh, another another thing to be optimistic about, Nick Saban is one and two in his last three meetings against his former assistants. Wow. You know, uh, but we're not going to talk about its record before that because uh, that is not optimistic for us. <laughs> um, 
there's a rumor out there that Alabama is not bringing their band because they're upset that they that the band would be in the upper deck. Um, similar to how give, LSU felt a couple of years ago. We shouldn't give their band any seats. Let's sell those for ourselves. Yeah, who for cares? <laughs> well, it is an SEC rule um, that bands have to be in the lower bowl of all stadiums going forward. So in the SEC, once we join the SEC, it will be different, but that is not a Big 12 rule, and it'll be interesting to see if they bring their band. Um because it'd be kind of, it would just feel a little weird if Alabama did not bring their band. Andy, I'm getting hyped. You got anything else on this optimism? Okay, I got one more thing. Uh, so every year, um, obviously, there's a national champion crowned. And typically, national champions have uh, close games that they have to get by to win. Um, or they barely lose and doesn't impact them as much. But Regardless, they have some close games that they have to manage throughout the season. Um, and it's usually two or three, uh, I would say. Um, but, you know, Alabama last year, I thought they were they should have won the national championship if the receivers didn't get hurt, um, even though Georgia was just a great team. In Alabama season last year, they had six games where they um, – where they did not win by more than seven points. Um, so there's a couple games that they lost, and then there were um, a few others where they won by less than seven points. And out of all the teams that they played, I would say Georgia is the only team that I would say is significantly, significantly better than Texas. The rest of those teams, I think Texas can be very comparable or better than um, than those teams last year. So. We'll see. I don't know. I, I think this game can be closer than what the experts are saying. And Alabama is accustomed to playing this iteration of Alabama is accustomed to playing closer games. So that's something to keep an eye on um, going forward with this game. So you're saying there's a chance that band thing got me really fired up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that was a that was a great preview, y'all. And speaking of the experts, we are going to get into what the experts think about this game and betting corner. But we're going to take one more break before we do that. So we'll be back in about 30 seconds. All right, and we're back. So coming up next, we have betting corner. We already heard a little bit of the recap of the game. Uh, from a gambling perspective, the under hit, which is great. A lot of us had that. Texas also covered, which a, a few of us had as well. So we're off to a great start. Um, standings, leaderboard, yours truly is in first place, followed closely by Kevin and Andy. And then Jake, unfortunately, bringing up the rear. Um, you know, in terms of week one, Utah not covering, wrecked some of the guys. Um, and some other bets around the league. But yeah, you know, it's it's week one. It's a long season. Jake, how, how are you feeling about your current standings? You know, you know, I, I had a feeling that I would be asked this question. <laughs> and so I, I looked up, a, I looked up a quote and in, in the, the, the great Lou Holtz once said, if what you did yesterday seems big, you haven't done anything today. And so Sounds like y'all haven't really done much today if this is all you want to talk about. <laughs> you I should, like it. I like you it. should read that quote in a Lou Holtz voice. <laughs> I don't think I can, but <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. It, it's a long season. Um, I, I, 
I went with some some bets that uh, that didn't pan out. Obviously, Ohio State screwed me over a little bit, and so did Utah. But you know, it's close. And after after I win these bets this week, I'm going to be right back up there. Nice, nice. I like it. Cool. So looking ahead um, in terms of this next week's slate of games, uh, we'll start with the Texas game first. So I think we opened, depending on the book that you were looking at, Alabama opened up around 18, 19 point favorites against us in some of the sports books and the ones that we're using, it's gone up to Alabama 20 and a half. Um, the point over under is around 59.5. So just around 60. So, yeah. And I, th- I think we're also, I think this is the biggest home underdog for Texas since 1978. So yeah, definitely not a lot of, a lot of faith in us, um, from Vegas and around the rest of the world, but yeah, what are we liking in this game? We'll start with this game and then we'll go look around the rest of the league. There's not too much around there. Um, but yeah, we can, we can start with our game first. We'll start with, um, Kevin, we'll start with you. What do you, what do you like in this game? Man, nothing, but I feel like I have to bet on it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So for starters, um, inspired by you betting on the over and the line last week and winning both, I kind of do want to do that, but I'm pretty confident that we'll hit the over. Um, So I'll take the over for three units. And then I also want to bet on the line and I'm going to take Texas covering that line for one unit. Okay. That sounds good. I actually had the under last week. So if you want some of my good, um, (laughs) I might take the under, but you know, I'm not going to fault your over. (laughs) I hope it hits (laughs) Jake. What Uh, about you? Oh, Andy, do you want to go? No, no, no. You got, you got Jake. Okay. I'll go. Um, listen up fans. This is where it's about to get real. So I think either Texas will beat Bama this week outright or A&M will lose to App State. One of those two are happening. I can't tell you which one. Um, having been at DKR last week, why, why not? I think it's going to be close. We, we have lots of optimism here. Well, I don't expect a Texas win, I do think it's possible. I'm going to say it. I'm taking Texas 35, Alabama 31. And I'm putting one unit on the money line for Texas. Yes, I know it's not out yet, but if you can get a money line in before the game, I'd like that no matter what it is. I'm also putting three units on Texas to cover. And let's go. Wow. I'm so fired up. Let's go. I like it. So you're, you're, not, you're not taking App State anything? Jake? Well, I am, but I wasn't. I, I was just doing Texas. But well, since we're, oh, we're right, here, right, let's right. let's go ahead and put three units on App State plus seventeen against Texas A&M. Gotcha. Wow, you you're there betting you on the best weekend of your life. Well, y'all bet with your heart last week, and I'm in last place, and so maybe it's time to bet with my heart. I like it. I there like you it. go. There you go. Uh, similar to Kev, I I'm only doing a one unit bet on Texas covering. I I think it will be closer um, than what people are, are saying. I, I don't know if it's going to be extremely close, but I think Texas does cover. So I'll, I'll place one bet or place one unit bet on that. One unit. Okay. I like it. Um, yeah, for me, I, I like the cover here too. I think Jake and I's uh, thesis going into this week is pretty similar. I'm putting four units on us covering the, the 20 and a half. And I'm also taking one unit on the money line too. I mean, though the book, that I'm, the book that I'm looking at 
give up is giving money line is plus 770. So that's like <laughs> over seven to one on, yeah. on Texas winning. So that's, I mean, very optimistic, but I, I like the odds. Wow. Wow. I thought that you were going to be the one that like tamped us down and kept us in line. <laughs> Bowen. <laughs> Dude, y'all, y'all weren't there. It's just Texas is ready for this. Yeah. So two of us are effectively picking a win on Saturday. Yes. Yep. Yep. And, and Andrew, and we're all I expecting a, a good close game. I assume that we are aligned on this, Andrew. I do not think we're going to win this game, but I, but I think it will be closer than predicted. Yes, I I concur, Kev. Jeez. Fair enough. Fair enough. Cool. Um. Yeah. No. No. I, I guess no bets on the over under. Uh, which is to- totally fine. Um, let's look elsewhere around the league. Jake, is there anything else you're liking besides the App State cover? Yeah, I just have one other one this week. Um, week two, and well, I guess it's week three for them, but week two, oftentimes you get some some really big overreactions in betting. And so the Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii, after losing to Western Kentucky and um, Vanderbilt, are 51-point underdogs against Michigan. Um, I get it. Michigan's good, but if you're giving me more than 50 points and it's not against Bama for anybody, I'm going to consider it three units on the rainbow warriors of Hawaii. Are they actually the rainbow warriors? <laughs> oh yeah, yes. they are. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. They are. Like and they that. are 51 point underdogs. <laughs> Dang. That's crazy. Jake, that's like similar vibes to, from um, Kevin, Kevin from the office where he's like, Whenever there's uh, 10,001 odds, you always make the bet. <laughs> I like Honestly, um, yeah. Take money line. Take money line on it. Yeah. Oh, why there's not? no way. There's no way they're going to give you a money line bet on that. Yeah, that would be, that'd be insane. <laughs> um, Kevin, Kevin, we'll go to you. Kevin, we'll go to you next. Anything you're liking elsewhere? Yeah. Um, so. I didn't watch, but I definitely noticed and recognized when Florida beat Utah last weekend because we talked about that one at length or a little bit, and most of our bets were were on the other side of that one. So um, they have a new head coach that seemed really fired up after the game, and I'm, I'm kind of bought in on Florida. Uh, they're having Kentucky visit them in Gainesville, and Florida is – Minus four and a half, I'm seeing. So I'm going to put one unit on Florida to cover that game. I think they're fired up. The other one that I'm going to bet on, going with the trend of two weeks ago, I didn't know who Hendon Hooker was. Um, (laughs) For any of you joining me in that club, he is a very talented quarterback at Tennessee. He accounted for many touchdowns on – did he play on Saturday this week? I just remember he balled out. Yeah. Uh, They're playing Pittsburgh – away and Tennessee's favored by seven I'm gonna do let's see two units on Tennessee covering that minus seven line that's it for me this week nice all right Andy we'll go to you next anything you like yeah I got I got three bets that I'm gonna make um so Texas Tech won their first game last week uh, they kind of returned back to the old days of Texas Tech, maybe not in talent or skill level, but just the way that they operate things, scoring a lot of points. Their defense didn't look as great, even though I think they held Murray State to 10 points. Uh, so I am going to say the over for that game with their game with Houston. Houston looked really good too last week um, against UTSA. I think UTSA and Houston are 
two really underrated teams. So for the Tech Houston game, I'm I'm taking the over for four units. How many points is the over under? I <laughs> didn't even look. You're just taking think, the over. <laughs> I love it. You're I think it was the over no matter like, what. <laughs> no, I think it was like sixty-six. I can't remember off the top of my head. Okay. I saw the number before. I just I forgot to write down. And Andy's feeling hot after his last game went like double the over. It's a heat check. I don't know, like Bo. I'll, I'll let you figure that out. How, yeah, what yeah. The over yeah is. I got it. I got you. Um, um, cool. Anything else, Andy? Yeah, I got two more. Uh, oh yeah, right. Okay. Uh, South Carolina, I don't think is very good. They play at Arkansas, so I'm gonna say Arkansas covers that game. I saw plus eight on that, so um, I'm gonna place four units on that game. And then lastly, I give Jake a lot of crap for making parlay bets. So here, here we go with another parlay bet. Um, so I'm going to do a three-leg parlay bet. I'm going to say UTSA covers against Army, Iowa money line against Iowa State, and then the over on UNC Georgia State. Wow. Iowa? You're taking Iowa. Did you know Iowa didn't score a single touchdown last week against an FCS opponent? Jake, can you tell me the last time they hey, you're uh, ahead of Iowa me. Don't State me beat Iowa? It's I been don't a think long you can. time. It's been a long time. That's a good point, but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, no, so I can't you tell can... you, but I know I know Iowa always beats Iowa State. Yeah, so I'm very confident that Iowa will win that game. And so, yeah, UTSA covers Iowa money line over on the UNC Georgia State game. Nice. I like it. Okay, I'll finish us out here. Um, I had a couple other bets. One, I'm also tailing Jake's App State cover. I, I, I had that. I, I like that as well. I'm going to do one unit on that. And then I'm doing one outside of college football. So NFL is also starting soon. And my Houston Texans are projected to be the longest shot at the Super Bowl. So I'm not, I'm not doing anything crazy like that. But I am putting one unit on us to cover plus eight against our division rivals, the Indianapolis Colts. So I'm going to have one unit, two units riding out on that on my Texans. So we'll see how that goes. It'll be an interesting season. But all right, that is a good slate of bets. I, I really like. I like what I'm seeing out there. I'll get those bets in. And yeah, let's keep up the momentum going into week two. Yeah, the next segment is going to be our mailbag segment. We had a couple of people submit um, some questions for our mailbag. Just as a reminder, you can find the link to our mailbag in our Spotify account um, under the description or in the Instagram bio, where you can also see our website, um, our weekly articles uh, that we, we have a partnership with the Dallas Express and, and some other cool links in there. So check out our Instagram bio and our Instagram at football on the 40. Uh, I'm going to turn it back over here to Bowen to um, read out our mailbags. So uh, Bowen, you're back up. Awesome. Thanks, Jake. All right. So we have two this week. First one submitted by Landon Smith. Landon asks, what effect does the weather have on the Longhorns? And if you get media access, what is UT's process to stay ready during the delay? So Jake, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll start with you on, on the weather. Anything, anything you're noticing there? Um, this week, I don't think weather's going to be a factor unless 
we're talking about potential cramps because it's hot and humid but uh yeah cramps the last time that happened it was a pretty hot game and it was a big one remember lsu 20 19 those cry babies they shouldn't have won that game and they probably wouldn't have won the natty if it weren't for their cramps but uh all that being said no i i really don't think it matters in this game but generally speaking when you have a whole lot of weather issues in a game if it were bama and texas and if we did get some rain I would say it's not to our advantage because it becomes a trench game and their lines are huge. So their, their O-line and D-line would probably destroy us in the, if that happened. I would actually say the opposite of that, especially after um, watching highlights from the Bama game this week. If, if there's a torrential downpour, um, Bryce Young's passing ability would probably be impacted. And I, and I think that's the strength of their offense. So you're not wrong that their op- offensive and defensive lines are way more talented than us, but I think if it rained a ton, I'd be in our favor. I like it. I like it. Yeah, we noticed them. Yeah, and then as far as the second part of the question on like what do they do to prep, I I'm not really sure, but I I did know I did notice like this season. I feel I don't know if they did this last season, but this season after halftime, everyone line up at the end zone and they all were doing like dynamic stretches together, like doing a lot of um just you know active active stretching so i'm sure there's going to be some of that I, I conditioning looked pretty good in the first game so i assume that there will be some of that um all right so the second question second mailbag is from cheyenne rivera she says love the pod thanks cheyenne love the feedback and then she says bring back the l'oreal sarkeesian fashion segment glowing reviews from our fashion segment last season from none other than mary page harris Andy, what are we thinking? Can Mary Page, are we going to see another segment from her this year? Yeah, I think that's definitely in the in the cards for us. Um, don't know when. Um, got to figure out her schedule. Got to figure out our schedule. Um, got to see if they're, we have to, you know, figure out any financial considerations. Um, it's it's a it's a process for sure. But you know, I'll I'll give her a talk. We'll 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 discuss the things, and I, I think we can figure out an agreement uh, to bring her back for at least one segment this year. Or maybe think- we cut out we cut out us entirely out of that and do like a little ladies roundtable on it. Because our <laughs> questions were horrible when it came to that fashion segment. <laughs> did a uh, quick question to y'all that attended the game on Saturday? Did you guys see L'Oreal? And if so, what what was she wearing? I saw her on Instagram and she was in all white. Uh, I, I dogged I on her last I, season. I can't for... tell you what it was. I don't know what she was wearing or who. Or <laughs> like I dogged on her last season for wearing Maryland colors to a game, which she totally did. Oh, yeah. But it's I interesting. Oh, yeah, that's right. She doesn't wear a whole lot of burnt orange. Maybe it's not her color. White. That's true. Yeah. Agreed, though. I love that feedback. We should bring back that segment. Yeah, I, I'm sure we will. Um, we, we just got to figure out the time, but nice. it's definitely definitely going to happen, I feel like. Nice. Awesome. Yep. Well, that's... Got to give, uh, give the listeners what they want. That's right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, definitely y'all send anything into the mailbag if you want to comment or or give us feedback or ask questions. I want to do one more thing right before we um, end today and just... Uh, you know, we, we have some some mixed opinions, There's optimism, we're excited about Texas football. How would you feel individually 
if we beat Bama. This is the last thing I'm going to ask. I just, just need y'all to, I just need y'all to jump in. Each of you, everybody go. Bo, in your first, what would you do slash how would you feel if we beat Bama? I mean, just pure euphoria. It'd be, look, I'm manifesting. It would be around probably 4.30 on Saturday. <laughs> I would be wearing my Croc dupes, which are 1-0 and already. I'd probably throw those into the lower deck, go home barefoot. I mean, I would be just... That's what I would probably be doing. And then find find like a beer to take a beer shower. That's probably what, probably what I would do in okay. order. <laughs> I would break my hand high-fiving everyone I could. I mean, that it would just, I can't even imagine that scenario. But I think my real answer is I would wake up. Because <laughs> if we beat Bama, oh, that means... Boo. That means... I'm either I'm either taking a, a really good nap or, or something like that. <laughs> it was a dream. Uh, Andy, what about we, you? Yeah, if we beat Bama, I'm gonna name my next son Sark. Wow. Wow. Here first. Wow. What? That's that's the biggest commitment I've heard yet. I said it. Oh my gosh. Well, I I certainly can't. MP. Yeah, at MP, right? <laughs> um, I I certainly can't top that. But I think I would either cry or faint. Um, I have fainted before, so I probably would faint and I might cry as well. So <laughs> uh, something like that. Oh, man, guys, that was fun. That does bring us to the end of to our podcast this week. Thank you all for listening and uh, make sure you get out there this week. Game day starts at 8 a.m. Central Time. If you want to catch that, they're going to be on the LBJ lawn. Not sure where Big Noon is setting up, but they'll probably be on the opposite side of the stadium or in front of the tower. Um, but with that being said, get up early. Um, enjoy the horns this Saturday. And like Coach Sark said, it's only one game. So don't let it get you down if it doesn't go as planned. That's all we got today. Um, thank you for listening. We will catch you next week on Football on the 40. Hook them. <laughs>